there are two tales waiting for you, told one after the other by an odd set of two. So prepare yourself, dear one, because this is Drops of Darkness. I am Stranger, and I tell only fantasies. Whenever your world has a grip on your throat, I am there waiting to unleash the monsters that sleep in my mind so that they may remind you that you have sharp teeth and claws of your own. Iga had planned to leave town in the night, to not even sleep until she'd made it safely away. And yet here she was, waking up in the same place her life had been threatened. The sun had now risen to its highest point, indecently exposed in the cloudless sky, uninvited and uncaring for her preference for the dark. It pushed its rays to the slit in the curtains. Outside, the townsfolk were already deep into their tasks for the day. And just as the sun persisted without welcome, so did the noise. Iga could keep her eyes closed against the light, but she had no defense against the pounding at the door. Finally realizing that that's what had torn her from her slumber, she quickly swung upright, cursing herself for still being here when they came for her. She didn't know which of the dangers had gotten there first. Would it be a priest with flint and tinder in his pocket, who'd see her tied to a stake, or one of the many gullible patrons she'd swindled by telling fake fortunes? One of the latter recently threatened to kill her himself if the future she promised did not come to pass. Iga didn't intend on being found when it inevitably did not come true. The harsh knocking continued. She got dressed as fast as she could, shoving the last few things she was taking with her into a bag. It was too late to take everything, which was probably for the best, Iga thought as she wrestled into her skirts, nearly tripping over the mess on the floor. With how widespread these witch hunts had become, it was time to come up with a new, less dangerous ruse. Once she got as far away from here as she could, if she slipped out the window and into the woods, she might still be able to make it to the port where freedom waited on the deck of a ship for a price. Iga checked her leather pouch tied to her waist, knowing it wouldn't matter if she made it onto a ship or not if she didn't have the coin to pay for the passage. She might have been a prolific con woman, but that was in part due to her knowing when it was better to go about something the honest way. It took months to cross an ocean, far too long to hide or lie, and the only way to slip off into the night would be to sink into a very cold and uncomfortable death in the depths. But as Iga weighed the small bag in her hand, she groaned. It was empty. Is someone there? Said a voice interrupting Iga's thoughts just as they were beginning to race. It was a woman. Her question high-pitched and tiny compared to how hard she'd been banging on the door. This is really urgent. I can pay. A customer. And a desperate one. Take a few minutes to tell the poor woman whatever it was she wanted to hear. And this place could be a distant memory before nightfall. Iga dropped her half-packed belongings, composed herself as best as she could, and then greeted her customer. You're in luck, 
she said, using a voice much deeper and mysterious sounding than her own. I am... But the fake name she was about to give withered away on her tongue as she met the tear-filled eyes of the woman. The smell of blood filled her nose. Behind her, she heard banging again. Not against the door, but the floor. Around them, daylight was pulled back behind the horizon, and night took its place once again. Please, I need to know where you went, pleaded the woman, but Iga wasn't listening. She was watching the man, who had threatened her life not even a full day before, approach her front door. The pounding behind her grew louder, and the taste of blood spread in her mouth. Are you having a vision right now? Do you see my husband? Do you know where he is? You lost everything, said Iga. For the first time, she didn't have to come up with a lie. Over the shoulder of the woman, she watched the past, present, and future play out before her. We did. He risked everything. He was so sure it would work out. He said someone promised him that it would, and when it didn't, he got so angry, I don't know what he's going to do. I do, said Iga, as the vision ended and repeated. Your husband came here last night, and he already did what he intended to do, and now he's behind the house. Iga left the woman at the door and slowly walked towards the bedroom, where the sound of the banging had grown wet. Evil. Lying. Woman, said the man, his fists sinking into what used to be her face. Iga's murder was slow, and she watched it from beginning to end. All she was waiting for now was for him to look up. She could wait. For however long it took for him to see her, she could wait. There was no ship to get to anymore. When he finally did, she saw what she was hoping to see in his eyes. Terror. You think you just get to kill me? Said Iga. You bet your future on a few cheap words you bought from a stranger. And I deserve to die for your poor judgment? Iga's feet lifted up off the floor. I was going to leave and never return, but now? Now I have nowhere I need to go. And nothing I want to do other than torment you for every last second of your pitiful life. Iga let her face fall apart allowing her spirit to match her now broken body. She didn't see it before. She didn't want to see it before. Her body laying there next to her bed, growing cold in the daylight. She'd just been stepping over the bloody mess as she'd packed her things. Her eyes were gone, so she couldn't see the man anymore, but her ears were still intact. And if she had a mouth with which to smile, she would have when she heard him crash through the window and fall onto the shattered glass. He'd die slower than she did back behind the house. And not before his wife would find him in the morning, right where Iga told her he would be. Hello, everyone. In between stories, we'd like to highlight a cause that is worth our collective attention. For November, we decided to highlight Doctors Without Borders. This is a nonprofit that provides medical care to those affected by war, conflict, and disaster. In a world where conflict and crisis seem to never cease, they are on the front lines bringing hope, healing, and humanity to those who need it most. You can find out more and donate at doctorswithoutborders.org or from the link on our website at dropsofdarkness.com. Now, back into the shadows we go. I am someone, and I tell only truth. 
Whenever something slithers through the barrier between worlds, I am there. Not to stop them, but to watch them and remind you of the countless terrors your kind has survived all on their own. My dreams are often extremely vivid, which is unfortunate since they are also often terrifying. I tried a few things to get rid of them, and when none of those worked, I tried to figure out how to at least find a way to get out if they got really bad. If you have nightmares like I do, I highly recommend learning how to lucid dream. For those of you who might not know what it is, it's training yourself to become aware that you're dreaming by forming certain habits while you're awake. It's effective enough for me that I got the word awake tattooed on my palm. If I look down in a dream and see that it isn't there, it lets me know that I'm asleep. It takes a while to master, and just a warning, the first couple of times you try it, you'll probably only become half aware, just enough to remember that your dreams and reality are separate places, but not enough to know which one is which. Also, be prepared for things to hurt. If you stick with it, you'll start to find the hidden exits in your subconscious. They'll be different for everyone, of course, and you'll probably have at least a few. I have one habit that involves a friend who has an interesting tendency, and one night, they showed up in my dream. And that's what this story is about. I've known my best friend for 10 years now, and since most of the time has been spent living in different parts of the country, our friendship heavily exists through our phones. Mostly texting, though, if one of us calls the other, our first thought is to worry, like, who died? A decade is a long time to be texting someone a running commentary of your life, so pulling out my phone is a habit ingrained enough that one night I thought to do it even after only being able to become partially lucid, which, remember, is not a place you want to be. In this particular nightmare, I was being followed by a dark entity while walking down the street. And the closer it got, the more it grew and shifted away from a human form to just a mass of black fragments that hummed and buzzed like hornets. No one else seemed to notice it or me as I broke out into a run as it came up right behind me. I managed to duck into a coffee shop and close the door behind me. The whole front of the shop was made up of windows, and I watched this thing slam up against it as it tried to get inside. I hadn't been able to get myself fully lucid, and had only thought so far that I was supposed to do something with my hand. I forgot to look for the tattoo, but I did pull out my phone and I called my friend who answered. I asked if he could come meet me and walk me home. He said sure, and he'd be right there. I waited and watched the black swarm continue to slam up against the wall. Sure enough, a few moments later, I see my friend walk up to the door, the dark clouds separating around him the same way I've seen a school of fish avoid a shark on a nature documentary. He asked if I was ready to go, and I said yes. And then we just walked for a while and talked. I don't remember specifically how the dream ended but the last thing I do remember was being far away from the dark thing and happily chatting with my best friend who I hadn't seen in person for a while. My friend, whose interesting tendency is to astral project. 
The next morning I told him about this dream, and after a few minutes, I got a text back that was something along the lines of, Dude, that's so weird. I don't usually talk in my sleep, but my partner was just telling me they'd heard me say something last night. What was it he'd said? Sure, I'll be right there. So, I guess I not only got out of a nightmare, but I got to visit with my long-distance best friend. So, I'll take it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Drops of Darkness, which is written, voiced, and produced by Anodyne Vaughn and Cameron Helquaik. If you enjoyed your drift into the shadows, help keep the stories alive by sharing the show, leaving a review, and if you really want to earn the favor of these dark storytellers, tether yourself to their world by tapping subscribe. If you have a true paranormal story of your own that you'd like to be read by someone, you can make the offering to submissions at dropsofdarkness.com or through the form on our website. Until next time, dear one, and remember, when the darkness looks your way, hold its gaze.